Hi, this is Alonzo Bowden. I want to welcome you to episode 295 of my podcast, Who's Paying Attention? Okay, look behind you. You feel like you're being watched? Well, you are. Women call them creepers. You can feel them watching you, but you're not sure. You know what an online creeper could be? Your ISP. That's right, your internet service provider, Comcast, Verizon, I have Spectrum, any of them are watching you. They know every click. And that's why you need ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN will put a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. Creepers can't see where you're going online. Nobody can. Marketers, you know what it's like. You get all these pop-up ads, you get all this junk mail, spam. Why? Because they're watching you online. They're watching your Wi-Fi. They, they know what you're looking for, what you're looking up, and they use it to market. These companies are selling your information. I use ExpressVPN on my laptop, on my, on my iPad. I mean, the best part about using ExpressVPN is it's easy. Fire up the app, click one button, you're protected from spying eyes. So listen, if you're like me and you believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash Alonzo today. Use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Alonzo, and guess what? You get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Alonzo. Keep your privacy online. Thank you. And now, having said that and thanking ExpressVPN for making this podcast happen, let's get into it. So the big news this week, obviously, are the Senate confirmation hearings, and man, I am using that term loosely, of uh, Amy Barrett. Now, we know what the deal is. They, they're they trying to rush her through the Senate confirmation because more and more it's looking like Trump's going to lose and they, they want to get her in there before this happens. Uh, you know, here's the thing. It's all a farce, right? It, I mean, Amy Klobuchar, you, you got to look this up. Look it up on YouTube. Google it. Amy Klobuchar's opening statement where she talked about what a sham these hearings are. And, and it, you know, I joke about this all the time. I talk about this all the time. But it's different when a senator versus a comic calls Senate hearings a sham. But she talked about it. And she talked about the hypocrisy of them rushing this uh, candidate. I, I don't even know what you call it. Uh, a nominee through the Supreme Court hearings to get it done before the election, even though we all know the Republicans said when Barack Obama was president, leave it up to the voters, leave it up to the voters. We know that Lincoln said, leave it up to the voters. Don't do it till after the election. But Klobuchar gave an excellent opening statement. We know Kamala Harris. You've seen, you saw Kamala Harris before with Kavanaugh. She handles these hearings. I, I love it. She asked her some tough questions about Roe v. Wade because... Barrett has has endorsed statements against Roe v. Wade. She talked about Roe v. Wade, but suddenly she's like, I don't have any opinion. And she also hit her up about the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. 
And, you know, Kamala Harris is just, she's good at this. She was a prosecutor for a reason. And she said, how long after Justice uh, Judge Barrett criticized Justice Roberts for upholding the ACA, did Trump nominate her for the Court of Appeals? See, that's what happened. She, she She's publicly criticized the ACA, and now she says she has no opinion. And, of course, Amy said, I don't remember how long that took. It didn't take long. So things that she has spoken out about, the ACA, Roe v. Wade, suddenly she has no opinion. She doesn't remember. Cory Booker hit her and pressed her on racial bias inherent in the legal system. And she finally agreed that she basically said any legal system this big is likely to have bias in it. But, you know, they weren't the only ones asking tough questions because Ted Cruz jumped right in there. You know, Ted Cruz, he's, he's a tough one. And he asked Barrett some tough questions like, I'm quoting these questions. I'm not making this up. How long have you played the piano? Do the kids do piano lessons as well? You and your husband have seven kids. How did you manage that with the distant learning? What was that like in the Barrett household? What advice would you give little girls? Those were the questions that he asked the Supreme Court nominee. You know, I love the fact that women like Amy Klobuchar and Kamala Harris are, and, you know, are leading the charge against this. Uh, but <clears throat> we know what's going to happen. They've already got the votes. They said they got the votes and they're going to ram her through. But I did read one question and I, and I love this question only because I hadn't even thought of this and, and it makes so much sense. Uh, an opinion piece written, written by Wajahat Ali asked a simple question. What if Amy Coney Barrett were Muslim? Suddenly, everything would be different. Now, the Republicans have used this technique and it worked. Okay, what they're doing, what they've been accusing the Democrats of using Amy Barrett's religion against her. Now, not one Democrat has mentioned her religion, but that's what they're accusing her. Because once you say that, then if any Democrat mentions religion, it's playing into their, oh, you're attacking a religion. Now, they should. Because this group that she's a part of, this, uh, what's the name of this cult? Somewhere. People of Praise. Yeah, it's a cult. All right, listen. They were calling women handmaids until the movie came out. Um, They oppose abortion. They oppose gay rights. They oppose marriage equality. Former members of the cult have said that women are uh, must give themselves to men. They must have sex with their husband whenever he says um, that a man is in charge of the household and a woman must do what he said. And they also said, interestingly, they want women to go out in these positions of power to protect the religion. It's a cult. All right. But he brought up great points. Imagine... If it were a Muslim, imagine if if it were a Democrat and a Muslim. Are you kidding? You think the Republicans wouldn't be all over it? Listen, they they've already you you know every Muslim candidate, right? Um, when they talked about 
Ilhan Omar, and you have guys like Glenn Beck talking about you better make sure she's not working with her enemies, and then Jeannie Pirro, and yeah, I'm quoting Fox News because these are the leaders of the Republican Party, um, would question, she questioned whether her religious beliefs were in opposition to the Constitution, this being the Muslim woman, even, you know, uh, Ben Carson, and do we really give a shit about Ben Carson? Well, we have to, because he's in the cabinet. So Ben Carson talked about um, Muslim judges being schizophrenic. Uh, ben Carson said on Facebook, I could never support a candidate for president of the United States that was Muslim and had not renounced the central tenet of Islam, Shari, Shira law. Okay. But the same year he wrote that, Barrett sent an open letter to Catholic bishops saying, and I'm not going to read all of this, but I'll give you an idea. We give witness to the church's teachings on the dignity of the human person and the value of human life from conception to natural death, on the meaning of human sexuality, the significance of sexual difference and the complementary of men and women, on openness to life and the gift of motherhood, and family founded on an indissoluble commitment of a man and a woman. Provide a guide to Christian life, blah, blah, blah. You, you get the point? And yet they're not supposed to mention her religion? Yeah, right. I mean, listen, if your religion runs your life, that's fine. That's your choice. That's your freedom. Part of the United States, part of America, part of the Constitution. But if you're a judge, eh, maybe you shouldn't have such extreme beliefs, right? Also, she's what they call an originalist, meaning she sticks to the original um, words and intentions of the Constitution, which makes things like, I don't know, Roe v. Wade, even Brown v. Board of Education, kind of at risk. Now, they're not going to go after Brown v. Board of Education, but Roe v. Wade trying to ban abortion, I think they'll test it again. They're definitely going after the Affordable Care Act. They're going after pre-existing conditions. All these things that she says she knows nothing about. It's funny how these people make it so far. You know, she's a Rhodes Scholar, by the way. Not a Rhodes Scholar as in being going to Oxford University in England, but graduating from Rhodes College in, I think, Tennessee or Mississippi somewhere. I don't know where the hell it is. But anyway, <laughs> Rhodes Scholar, yeah. But anyway, these people are very intelligent and very accomplished. She's a law professor at Notre Dame University, yet she doesn't seem to have heard of this. What is this Affordable Care Act you speak of? What is this uh, abortion? Roe v. Wade. I've, I've no opinion. I've never, never heard of these things. That, that should disqualify you. The fact that you don't have an opinion. The fact that you pretend not to have an opinion on these things. You'd be like, wow. If you're not familiar with the Affordable Care Act and pre-existing conditions, maybe you're too dumb to be a Supreme Court judge. And I'm not saying she's too dumb to be a Supreme Court judge, but I am saying she's full of shit and Supreme Court judges shouldn't be. You guys know. That, and, and by the way, I'm not watching these confirmation hearings. It's another thing where I can't waste hours of my time listening to bullshit. So I, I get the highlights. It's like sports. I get the highlights at the end of the day. I read that rather than watch because I can't 
uh, I can't be bothered listening to people lie to me for hours. Okay. Um, supposedly, and I guess experts know these things, the biggest lie of the day, isn't that great that that's a contest now? The biggest lie of the day came from Senator Mike Lee, a Republican from Utah. And Lee said the judiciary, the judiciary is the one branch of the federal government that is not political. Yeah. Okay, that's why we talk about conservative and liberal judges and, and care about which party nominates them, because they're not at all political. Yeah. So, if you want to watch, watch. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. So, getting back to my dislike of turtles. And, and I'm sorry, turtles, because, you know, turtles are probably good little animals, reptiles. I remember being a kid, I had a turtle. You know, we get the little turtle at the store, keep it in a bowl, and sadly it dies far too quick. But anyway, I had one. Um, but Mitch McConnell, this is a turtle we don't like. So Mitch McConnell was in a debate with Amy McGrath, who's running for Senate in Kentucky. Isn't it interesting how many Amys we have? Right, we got all these Amys. Only one Amy who's a Karen. Guess which one? Hmm, she's nominated for the Supreme Court. Oh, you know she's a Karen. Stop it. Don't don't even try to tell me that Amy Barrett isn't a Karen. You you can see that. But anyway, Amy Klobuchar is good. Amy McGrath is good. So Amy McGrath is having a debate with McConnell in um, up for their election in Kentucky. And she talked about how badly the Republicans have been handling the coronavirus epidemic, how they've run, led the country into crisis, et cetera, et cetera. 200,000 people dead, 8 million cases, cases spiking at the moment. Um, hospitals full again, second wave, blah, blah, blah. And McConnell laughed. He laughed her off. He, he gave that, and women know this, that dismissive laugh that men get like, oh, don't worry, your pretty little head. You know, like as if you were a handmaid in a religious cult or something. But anyway, McConnell keeps saying, oh, she's just a mother. You know, she's a she and she calls out that she talks about when she was in the Marines and leadership and this and that. She she was a Marine and she is a mother. And basically, they say that McConnell it basically dismisses her as, as her only two things. She says she's a mother and a Marine, but she really doesn't know what's going on. Let me tell you something. This woman's a mother and a Marine. You know what, McConnell? She's already got more balls than you ever will. She's got more balls than you ever will. And I don't say that in a dismissive way toward femininity. I say that toward, you want to talk about two tough fucking jobs? Being a mother and being a Marine? Are you fucking kidding me? I've met both. I've met mothers and I've met Marines and they are tough. Tougher than McConnell's little turtlenecked ass. I'll tell you that any day. You know why? Because they have an honor code and they, they're accountable. Who's more accountable than a mother taking care of kids? They seem to love the other Amy who has seven children. And we well, yeah, how are those seven kids doing in the piano lessons? That's an important mother. She could be on the Supreme Court. But this mother who is a Marine... Eh, what does she know? Yeah, fuck off, Mitch McConnell. And, and, you know, Nancy Pelosi also got in it with Wolf Blitzer about the um, 
stimulus package that they're trying to pass through, which Mitch said, there's no time. We can't waste time talking about that because we got to got to ram this Supreme Court justice through in case Trump loses. And by the way, the, I just read a poll and it said that Biden is ahead by 17 points. Ah, don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Vote, 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 because, you know, they, they've got all kind of hijinks and shenanigans they, they, and they have the court on their side. So you're going to have to, you don't, you, you can't just win the elections. You have to win by a large enough margin so that if they take it to court, you still win, right? It's like playing basketball against seven. It's five on seven because you're playing the other five and the two referees. So, and I'm, I'm going to get into this because voting is, is very important right now. And you know what? I told you if it wasn't important, they wouldn't be trying so hard to stop you from doing it. Even here in California, which California, the electoral votes are going to go Democrat. Everybody knows that. But even here, they're trying. And one of these happened in a neighborhood where I used to live, in the neighborhood of Santa Clarita. Um, there have been numerous complaints about unauthorized ballot drop boxes in Los Angeles, Orange, and Fresno counties. And it appears from social media posts, and that's where the pictures are being shown, California Republicans have set them up to collect ballots. What they're doing is they're setting up these boxes that look official and saying, drop your ballot here. And they're putting them in churches and they're putting them outside the Republican headquarters and they're putting them around. And, and you know, I'm sure people are dropping their ballots in there thinking that they're and obviously what they're going to do is they're going to look. And if it's a Democratic ballot, something tells me it might get lost, it might get lost somehow. And and to the point that they're they're shutting these down. They know about it. Like I said, in Santa Clarita, they did it at church. Santa Clarita is like a development community outside. It's huge. It's, it's a lot of a lot of housing developments, but they built this suburban community about 50 miles north of Hollywood. I had a house there, nice house, brand new, three bedroom. No, yeah, three bedroom, four bath, something like that. It's a big ass house. Uh, prices are good, and I hated it. I hated living out there. I was surrounded in suburbia. Horrible mistake, and I was punished. I lost a lot of money. You guys have heard me talk about it. My real estate strategy buy high, sell low. That was back in the 08 crash. But anyway, enough of that. But the point being, it was uh, very white very right wing. They're like, how Lonzo, how'd you end up out there? I got friends who live there. They told me it was a nice house. Yeah. Um, a lot of cops live out there and trust me, if you throw in a Democrat that, well, the younger people, the kids kind of, you know, can be more progressive as younger people tend to be. But, um, yeah, those fake, fake ballots. So you have that you have, um, last week I talked about it, uh, where these two Republican operatives were calling and threatening people about, you know, don't send it, don't answer your mail and don't send your mail in ballot because they're going to use it to track you for your credit or your, you know, warrants or whatever. That was also being done by Republicans and, um, and pretty much any kind of voter fraud. They always yell about voter fraud. This is the same scam as with the religious thing with, um, the Supreme court. They yell about it because they're doing it. They yell about fraud because they're committing fraud. Twitter suspended a bunch of fake accounts of people acting like they were black Trump supporters. I told you years ago, black Republicans aren't real. If you see one, it's not real. Okay. 
Halloween's coming. It could be a costume, but it ain't real. So Twitter's shutting down all these fake accounts, the black people supporting Trump. It's the, and it's all being done by the Republicans. Now, what are people doing in response? This is the beautiful thing. I'll tell you what people are doing in response. They're voting. That's right, they're voting. In Georgia, more than 128,000 Georgians went to the polls Monday, a record for the first day of early voting. And they're doing everything they can. You know, in Texas, in Georgia, and places, they're limiting the places you can drop off your ballot to make it harder. You see these pictures of all these lines of people waiting to vote. But you know what? They are waiting to vote. And they are voting. So, so kudos to these people. I saw one picture about, it was somewhere in Louisiana, and there were actually... Um, armed black people looking like one of these crazy white gang militias to these black people were there to make it safe for black people to vote. And all I could think is it's 2020. It's 2020. You really need armed people to make it safe to vote. And I'm not saying they weren't needed. I'm saying it's a damn shame that that's necessary, but these people are still voting. And that is what's just the killing the Republicans. They just absolutely hate it. There's nothing worse than people actually voting because the more people that vote, the less chance they have of winning. That's just how it, how it's been and how it's going. So keep voting, keep voting early. Let them know. Don't let them intimidate you. Don't let them stop you. And, and again, I'm sorry. I know it's easier for me to say that living in LA where it's, you know, blue and then nobody's trying to intimidate me from voting and I'm not going to drop my mail-in ballot anywhere but the post office. But, you know, if you see a box on the corner that says official ballot drop box, it isn't. And don't drop yours in there. All right. Uh, I think I'm done with all that. I mean, yeah, I could go on. Listen, I can give you bad news stories and political liars for as long as I want. We could, we could go over this for hours, but you could find that out. So let's shift. Sports. The Lakers won. LeBron won. The Lakers won the NBA championship. Um, not the same as winning, you know, when you're traveling in the full playoffs and everything. The NBA played in the bubble. Someone today said that the most amazing thing about that was that there were 100 games and not one positive coronavirus test. Not one positive case of COVID-19, which is pretty good. And it shows that that bubble works. And that's an unusual circumstance. And that's a very expensive bubble. I'm going to talk about expensive bubbles again later. But that's still something to be said for the NBA. Now, the ratings were down. And Adam uh, Silver, the commissioner of the league, and the players all agreed that that was partially because of the messages about Black Lives Matter were so strong. So they, they, they're taking them off the jerseys. They left them on the court for now. And next season, they'll come up with different ways. And I, I, that's okay. They Listen, the protests got, got a lot done, especially providing um, basketball arenas as voting places. So it was good. But getting away from the politics and all that, LeBron won. LeBron James wins another championship. I'm happy for him. I know you're saying, Alonzo, you're a Clipper fan. I am a Clipper fan, but I'm also a LeBron fan. So I'm happy. If it couldn't be the Clippers, I'm happy it's LeBron. He got another MVP. People are going to argue him versus Jordan, blah, 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 blah. Have all the arguments. It's fun. It's fun. Men like those arguments. Men like arguments that, that nobody learns anything and nobody wins. 
just sit there and argue LeBron versus Jordan all day. There's not going to be a winner to that argument. Um, I, I, I think they're two different players. I've said this before and I'll say it again. He's not the next Jordan. He's the first LeBron. So congratulations. Good for him. And I'm guessing that Trump will not invite the Lakers to the White House. I'm hoping he's not there. Normally they do the celebration at the beginning of next season or in the spring or summer. Hopefully he's not there. That story here in the United States overshadowed another what I think is a great story. Lewis Hamilton has tied Michael Schumacher with 91 wins in Formula One. The most wins ever in Formula One racing. Now you're like, who cares? Well, he's the first black Formula One driver and he's proving to be the greatest driver of all time. He's going to be the GOAT when he retires. He's going to pass Schumacher's 91 easily. He's probably going to win eight world championships, which will surpass Schumacher's record. And good for Lewis. I mean, not only that, he's active. He's woke. He talks. He's also a great businessman. He's, he's, he's just, he's great. I, I love Lewis Hamilton. I'm a big fan there, if you're, there are some fans of racing, well, he's got the best car. Formula One racing, and I've lost some of you now because you could care less, but just know that this is some. It's like watching history, right? It's like watching um, Serena Williams. You don't have to be a tennis fan to watch Serena Williams and know, like, wow, this is special. This woman is an amazing generational historic talent in tennis or watching LeBron pay, play basketball, or, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, watching Jordan play, where you're like, wow, this I'm not into basketball, but this guy is the best there is. So it's, it's always great to me. It's always great to watch that. It's like I say about the, the World Cup. I don't know the first thing about soccer. They kick the ball. I don't know anything about soccer. But when I watch the World Cup every four years, it's fascinating because you can tell you're watching the best. So I'm talking to you about Lewis Hamilton. Watch the Formula One series on Netflix or, or watch a race and just watch Lewis Hamilton because you're watching history. He is the GOAT. He will go down in history as a GOAT. And he's so good that the haters, because when he started in 08, obviously there were haters and there's race haters. And like I say, there are people, oh, he's got the best car. Getting back to that point in Formula One, the best driver always gets the best car. That that's just how it works. You go to the team with the best car. So so Schumacher did it with Ferrari and Vettel did it with Red Bull. And now Lewis Hamilton does it with Mercedes. If you're the best driver and you could be on any team, why wouldn't you want to be on the team with the best car? Would you be the best driver and say, you know what I need? A slow ass car. Could you possibly give me a no, 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 no. Give the give the fastest, the best, most advanced car. To someone else and and by the way it's all within the rules formula one is it's really fun to watch because the whole thing the way they play the rules and come up with every time they come up with a new technology that puts you ahead either you have to give it to everybody or they ban it the next year so it's it's a constant battle against the rules to build the best car and they do it i love lewis hamilton going on record as saying that and and in the joke of, of my friend Dom Herrera, I mean that in a manly way. Um, here's a story. Here's a story. What would you do? What would you do if you found a suitcase in the basement stuffed with 500,000 
euros, which would be about six, seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, a woman in Paris went to inspect an apartment she inherited from her mother in one of the city's more upscale neighborhoods. When she went into the cellar, they had a storage area, right? They under the building, they have storage for each unit. Uh, the unit was locked, the storage thing she couldn't get in. She finally got in and she found it was a suitcase and the suitcase had 500,000 euro in it. She turned it over to the police saying that uh, they got to see if they can track down the owners of the suitcase and the money. They think it might be part of some money laundering scheme. I think you're pretty damn rich. I think it's, I mean, good for you, pretty honest, but you got to be pretty rich to inherit a place and find 500 grand in the basement and say, you know what? I'm going to give this to the cops. Uh, just for the record, I wouldn't. Finders keepers, baby. I inherit a place and it got 500 grand. I inherited that 500 grand. That's just me. Now, I told you I was going to talk about bubbles and money again. <laughs> Rona Romney McDaniel is a chairperson of the Republican National Committee. And she said that Joe Biden would raise taxes on 82% of Americans and we cannot afford it. Well, if you watch the debate, if you listen to Joe Biden, Joe Biden said he's going to raise taxes on people making over 400000 a year. And for some reason, this woman thinks that 82% of American families make over $400,000 a year. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be great? That would solve our problems because if 82% of people made over $400,000 a year, how great would our economy be? See, this is a woman who lives in a bubble in a gated community and thinks that that's normal. Well, you don't make 400 grand a year? What are you, lazy? Um, someone did the math and they said at 2,000 hours a year, which would be 40 hours a week for 50 weeks, they're going to give you two two weeks off because you're making 400 grand a year. So you get two weeks off. You would have to make $200 an hour. Yeah, that's, I think that, I think they're, they're making like 150 an hour over there at In-N-Out Burger or something. These are the same people who complain about hourly wages being $15 an hour. She thinks 80% of Americans made over $400,000 a year. And yet the, Liberals are elite. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Twitter took care of her. Uh, she's an idiot. So I wish you a great week. I wish you uh, a great weekend. This weekend, I am back online. I am I am doing another jazz show. Saturday night with MarcusMiller.com. Uh, special guest this week will be Gregory Porter. If you have not heard that man's voice, velvet. Okay, straight velvet. Gregory Porter, multiple Grammy Award winner and well-deserved. An amazing voice. Marcus Miller and the band and me hosting and telling a few jokes. It's kind of a weird circumstance, you know, telling jokes to no audience. But uh, I've done it before. That's life and time at Arona. So I got that going this weekend. Saturday night with MarcusMiller.com. Please check that out. Uh, as always, stay safe, wear a mask, and remember, remember VPN, okay? Remember what I said, ExpressVPN, check them out, EXPRESSVPN.com slash Alonzo. Get an extra three months free. 
protect your internet privacy. Here in California, it's even on the ballot. You know how important it is. Protect your internet privacy. And I'm not just talking about protect from somebody who shouldn't know what sites you've been surfing. You know, you know what I'm saying. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about businesses that will sell your information. You got to protect yourself from that. So expressvpn.com and thank you for sponsoring me and thank you guys for listening. Who's paying attention? You are. They're probably going to ram this uh, Supreme Court hearing through. We don't like it. But if you noticed, neither Kamala Harris nor Biden committed to not packing the court. Just saying. Oh, and please vote. If you can vote early, vote early. Vote safely and don't drop your ballot into some random ass box. Thank you. Thank you.